0: hello and welcome to the voter podcast because when you vote great things can happen hi i'm mara davis media maven and political enthusiast per usual i'm very excited to talk to my favorite smart women
1: I am Terry Anullo at State Representative from House District 42 in Cobb County, Georgia. I am ready to talk to my two favorite smart lady friends and then start making cornbread dressing because Thanksgiving is a week and a half away.
2: I'm Ginger and I'm a former state senator. And Terry, you are going to make me freak out that you are already making your cornbread for the cornbread dressing. I don't like that. It's 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 unnerving. It's unnerving. It's how when we used to live in the same neighborhood and you used to sew your children's Halloween decorations, it's just too much. It's just too much.
1: I did. I would sew their costumes and they were fabulous. And yeah, that that was a thing that I used to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we're going to get to that later because we are going to talk politics. So we're going to talk about the Republican debate a Kelly Leffler hosting a Moms for Liberty event, anti-Semitism, and how we went to a trivia event. Uh, Jen and I did with WABE and Talk Politics, and it really did go haywire. First, let's talk about the Republican debate that went on. Uh, Tim Scott had announced at the time we're recording that he's dropping out of the race. Did you ladies watch the Republican debate? I did not know. Vima, I watched the entire thing from start to finish. (laughs) You are
2: the A plus. (laughs) Wow. No,
0: I, yeah, I don't know what I watched, but it wasn't that. So I want to know, like, Tim Scott here, he came in. Well, this was the most fascinating part about it. Number one, he just, we all, If you we're a week later, so, like, Nikki Haley really did very, very well. Uh, but Tim Scott, who just dropped out, it just seemed like he was a hot mess. And it turns out he was sick, and it was really bizarre. Did you really see that he had a girlfriend there? Yeah, that
2: was the best part of it. Like, he rolls up with some blonde from Charleston I'm like what and she's like an interior decorator of Nobody, she's uh, an interior decorator nobody has any clue <laughs> right one way or the other but apparently you know we went I went straight to his Wikipedia page, and literally, somebody had already changed it on his Wikipedia page that him and this woman had started dating in
1: November of 2023.
0: P.S. Uh, did the exact
1: same thing. Oh my gosh. Let's see. <laughs> is, is she an interior decorator? I hope she's an interior decorator. Does she have an Instagram? Oh, I didn't ah, do the deep dive. Uh, I, I, ju- didn't I did go that. to her
2: website, though, because I was like, is she real? <laughs> like, I for real thought I was like, and how old is she? Like, this is nuts. Um, but one thing I did learn about Tim Scott that I did not know was that he is much younger than I thought he was. Um, for some reason in my head, I thought Guy was like Medicare age-ish, but he's like 57 years old. So. You know, and I didn't realize young. until
1: I just skimmed an article trying to find out if she is indeed an interior decorator from Charleston that he claimed he was a virgin till he was in his thirties. Oh, I didn't know that. Well,
2: are you checking? Like, this is that is false news?
1: Like, what no, is that, this is Terry? part of the, this is in the Politico article <laughs> about I mean, this. Scott, in an interview with his hometown paper, once touted. There's a link. His status as a 30-year-old virgin and has never married. In recent years, however, he signaled that he was less committed to abstinence before marriage. Well, there's What does all... that even mean?
2: Less yeah. committed? I, like, I, that is... I
1: mean, either you are or you aren't. It's like being pregnant. You either are <laughs> a virgin or you are not.
0: It does seem it does wow. seem the whole thing seems pretty bizarre. I, I just don't understand it. But I mean, I do think that uh Nikki Haley really had strong feelings about her. She had the best answer on abortion, which I'm sure you've seen regurgitated around. And she really did do the best. I mean, you know, I think in a head-to-head matchup with Joe Biden, she could probably win.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest issue for Dems that they need to be concerned about. I think... um, I think the two people that I'm probably most worried about in terms of a head to head with Biden are uh, Chris Christie or or Haley. And I say Christie because, you know, when he's on his game, he's a really smart guy and very quick, very quick with so it. So it's one of those things where, you know. If the attack on Biden is going to be that he's slow or that he's aged or whatever, whatever it is, um, I think the two of them w- would make quite a foil to, to him. And and they they may get people that, you know, would, would come over to him.
1: I definitely agree. I, I think Chris Christie is not to be underestimated. I think that he cannot be intimidated uh, very easily and. He is a very fierce debater, and so I think that would be interesting. And Nikki Haley, I am, I am impressed by her tenacity. She has really stuck with this, and I think she has is has been urged to d- leave the race. I think in a way that other men probably have not been urged to leave the
0: race, but she's holding her own. Yeah, she really is. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to forget the baggage of Nikki Haley. That's not great, but. I do think she did well. I do think she would is, at least be a sensible leader. I think a lot of people would feel that way. You know, although I think that you would get a lot of those people that are on the fence may say, you know what, I'm in the mood for a change. And how about her? So, um, and then Vivek Ramaswamy, I mean, when are they going to just put this guy out to pasture? I mean, it was so nasty. I mean, that was the part that was just made my skin crawl, but it was actually, I think it became kind of a benefit for her. It was a moment where they were talking about TikTok and he brought up her daughter and her daughter's like 25 years old being on TikTok. And it was a really low blow. I mean, it was just, it's one thing to hit a candidate hard to go after their kids, That's another level. I'm sure you both would agree with that.
2: Well, the funny thing was, is that she, and I'm going to paraphrase what she said, because it was something a little bit different in terms of the phraseology. But what I heard was, you know, get my daughter's name out of your mouth.
0: Right, right. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like,
2: don't even deign. To say her name, and kind of the disgust on haley's face was was clear, so you know, I think the best thing that probably could have happened is for him to be on that stage with her because he has really been kind of the the scooby doo villain, you know um everybody hate <laughs> loves yeah. to hate him kind of thing right totally. and um you know as long as he's up there, then they don't really have to go after each other they don 't go after trump um And he's just kind of the natural kind of
1: receptacle for all of that trash. Well, and he's making it easy. I mean, he had he had a tweet or something today about how you could just like I think how his plan is just to eliminate half of all federal government positions. He's like, governmentally fine. It'll just keep on going, which indicates he has absolutely no understanding of how government functions, why it functions, where it functions, what it does. Why these things are important? He's making it For easy. Or that he yeah. did
2: not have the power to do that? Like, no, give me a of break. course you don't. It's, it's, it's like absurd. You're, you're a president, right? You're you're
1: one the executive branch. I well, mean, you can't just do stuff like that. I think I think he thinks it's a different kind of executive. I don't think he understands the meaning of the word executive when used in that in the context, context of, of civics.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, the, the Constitution, constitution exactly, Government, exactly. You're not a friggin' CEO, Vivek. So, yeah,
0: it was just, uh, you know, and back to the Tim Scott for a minute, the, t- the the calls of him, I think, you know, as in Nikki Haley had the best and look, Republicans really have to get a better messaging going on abortion. They're all over the place. They can't figure it out. I mean, some people I've said, you know, if you're going to be the party of pro-life, you have to have to also be the party of adoption and foster care and health care and child care. So you have to be able to offer other, all those other things. And I do think Nikki Haley did a pretty good job illustrating that the rest of them were just you know talking about absolutely nothing so I think that's that's where like even me I'm not even a fan of hers I'm like all right that's a better answer I think that could resonate with women more but th-
2: this is what's going to be interesting though is that let's say um Nikki Haley makes it out right she becomes the nominee and I know I've been a little bit tough on Joe um but just just because of the optics of it right the thing is that's been really hurtful with respect to the Republican field is that nobody's really focused on each other that much. And so it, kind of the vetting um, that, that you go through when you're in a primary or when you're kind of running like that. Um, I mean, she was the governor of a Southern state for eight years. I am sure that there is something that People haven't brought up that, you know, she she's not going to have kind of a quick pat answer to um, that that could blow up in her face. And the problem is, is that if you don't vet a lot of that stuff in the primary um, so that it becomes old news right um, down the road, that that it really can, you know, throw throw a candidate off. And so, you know, this whole just focusing on Vivek or focusing on Trump or not or trying to do everything But focus on Trump um, really does a disservice, I think, to the Republican field and to Republican voters who really, you know, I'll say that the people who really are listening in terms of policy, um, for them to make kind of a a very educated decision in in terms of who they're going to support.
1: Well, and very few of these candidates are doing what Nikki Haley did and are talking about contraception in the same breath when they're talking about abortion.
2: Oh my gosh! Which is the dumbest thing? I mean, yeah. do these
0: guys not like? I mean, it's, it's it's unbelievable to me. It's like, do you not want to get laid? What is going on, dudes? What is they happening don't care. here? They They're all uh, well, married. of course. They, yeah, right, right. Or okay, they're Tim Scott, right? Or they're Tim so. Scott. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that so that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, moving on to another topic, I got an email last week that I both, of course, forward to. The two of you, because I couldn't believe it. I got invited to a Moms for Liberty event, which is actually happening this evening while we're recording. And it is uh, the co-founder of Moms for Liberty, Tina Deskovich, with... State Senator U.S. former U.S. appointed Senator Kelly Loeffler, uh, State Senator Greg Dallazell, Alveda King, Misha Mayner, who is switching over to be a Republican, and they're all talking about Moms for Liberty. Uh, I was like, I I want to go, but I can't go. I mean, I was invited, and then Terry had a great answer for me. You got to go for science. For for the (laughs) folks who
2: are not aware of what this group is, Mara. Tell them what the... Because, you know, you always have these great names, like, you know, the Organization for Puppies and Kittens and Moms totally, for Liberty. Totally. So what What do they stand for?
0: So, Moms for Liberty is basically, they've been labeled as a domestic terrorist group. They actually have. Like, I'm not even being hysterical here because what they do is they go into these school boards and they harass people. They harass school boards. They work to get books banned, curriculums banned. They, um, are affiliated with some pretty bad people, and they just really are uh, on some levels uh, flirting with white nationalism. Do you think that's fair to say? I mean, that's definitely a lot of the things that they're doing. And they are really gaining ground all over the country. They're, it's It's a group that just keeps on growing and growing and growing. And... You know, we've talked about this many times on the podcast about how getting into the school boards and getting, you know, getting going local is where you can become the most effective.
2: So I, I would say that it's a little gone a little bit further than flirting with white nationalism. I would say they've already accepted the promise ring. I mean, you know, it, it's gone a lot. It's gone a lot promise further ring. down the road. I yeah. mean, you know,
0: yeah. So yeah. they're there, and I. Would love you both to weigh in on this because I've been really worked up. So I, I'm not going to go to the event tonight because it's far away and whatever. i I sent it to Greg Bluestein and I hope somebody is covering it because I want to learn more. But hear this group and and especially someone like Kelly Loeffler who and and the people on the hard right who say very regularly how their support for Israel, which is great. Okay, that's fine. But this is also a group she's aligned with that is, they're leaning to ban books like Diary of Anne Frank, Mouse, which is a uh, is, is a graphic novel about the Holocaust that has been banned many, many places through these Moms for Liberty. And in some cases, they don't want the Holocaust taught in history. Uh, they don't want a part, part of the curriculums. So I just... I don't understand it. And it's, it's really so troubling for me, especially when you have the president giving a speech uh, vowing to destroy his vermin political opponents, um, which is, you know, aligned with uh, Hitler rhetoric. And there have been a lot of great examples of that. And I just feel like so many of our lawmakers are getting a free pass on all of this. Did you guys want to weigh in on that? No.
1: Yeah. The good news is that Moms for Liberty in this past election cycle a week ago, had a, most of their candidates did not actually do very well. And a lot of their candidates were defeated. Uh, school board candidates, specifically in Pennsylvania, in Virginia, in Minnesota, New Jersey, that you had a lot of these, you know, quote unquote, parental rights, moms for liberty backed candidates, and they lost. And I, because I do think that even folks who might do well in a primary when it comes time for the general election. And we talked about this last week, right? Most normal work parents do not want their school boards to be populated by these kinds of extremists. And so I think that normal people who might not have paid as close attention to school board races or any local races are definitely much more involved in understanding what's happening in their communities. And so they did take, it'd be interesting to see at this event tonight, if they talk about any recent successes because they haven't had that many, which is, which is good. And I do, I do continue to believe that the more extreme you have these candidates, the worse it is for the rest of the folks on the Republican ticket because normal people, when they go to their general election, are not going to vote for people they perceive as being very extreme, very divisive. And you're right. This is a group that they are trying to get these, they call them divisive concepts, out of the classrooms. They don't want to talk about things that make them personally uncomfortable. Uh, for whatever reason, it makes them uncomfortable. I think
2: there is more of an understanding of what they are, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of what they're pushing. I think they were so successful, even kind of in Cobb County, for example, not necessarily Cobb County Board of Education, but um, the city of Marietta, right? Um, I think a lot of these candidates were so successful because you will remember this was coming after kind of the Youngkin um Model right after COVID, and parents were very frustrated about the process and about school boards and um, and and wanting to be a part of the decision making process and all of these things right and feeling cut out. Um, and so they were successful because it felt like, yeah, parents' rights. Who doesn't think that parents should have a, a prominent? role you know in in terms of making decisions around their child's education right all all of those things and so but the problem is it was a it was a little bit like a trojan horse they they aren't for liberty um they are for what they are for and what they want taught and if you don't believe what they believe um then they basically want you silenced and if you're a teacher they want you sanctioned and they want you fired and that is is not at all part of our kind of um our history as a country or or what we believe in or how books are just such an incredible tool um in terms of education and children's minds and and really how they can transform themselves and become better. So I think there is a little bit of a, you know, uh, I mean, it's kind of, they've been unmasked um, and people kind of see them for who they are. Yeah,
1: they really have been. And in Marietta, there's actually a group now that's emerged in the past few days. They call themselves Mariettans in the Middle, and they are Marietta parents and a bipartisan group. And they are basically systematically pointing out what the problems are with these very conservative board members that they have and what it is they're trying to do and how it is hurting their schools and hurting their students. And Marietta is interesting because it is a much smaller district within Cobb County. They have you know, one high school, one middle school, a bunch of elementary schools. And it, and it is very much a, a small town system, but that's kind of in the middle of Metro Atlanta. And so it's been interesting to watch everything play out with these very conservative school board members being elected and with the response of these moderate to leaning conservative parents who are not happy with this just absolute abdication of teaching children how to think critically. And literature is a big part of learning how to think critically.
0: Yeah. And I guess my biggest question is you have these local lawmakers who are basically like, this is a, you know, a domestic terrorist with a, you know, with an apron on. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's what they are. They don't even have aprons on. Yeah. I
2: mean... <laughs> It, it's 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 ridiculous, and usually they're backed by other groups. They're being funded by other groups that that do have white nationalism ties or have other um, kind of reasons for what they're doing. And this is just kind of one one of the uh, of the things they're pushing. So it just goes back to look. I was listening to this book, and it was just fiction. And the woman was like, "Who am I supposed to trust?" Because she didn't trust. You know, she didn't know. And the response was, don't trust anybody. <laughs> just go and find out for yourself. Don't listen to what this person says about A or this person says about B. Go, go figure it out yourself um, so that you can make kind of a decision that's best for you and your family. And don't, don't just get kind of pulled into the spin of things I mean yeah. that's what's gotten us in trouble
0: yeah I just I just wonder about that you know this is the the invite of this I'm definitely gonna um be have my eyes on this because again I don't understand people they they have selective views of what is um a, a terrorist group, what isn't a terrorist group, what's anti-Semitic, what isn't anti-Semitic. It's just we're in a very messy, messy time. And I think, you know, Moms for Liberty, it also, we've talked about this before, the libs of TikTok too. It's And that's the same kind of thing. And libs of t- TikTok is a social media account. That really goes against uh, the LBGTQ plus community. They have c- caused havoc at hospitals by calling security in Boston. There's like a well, a hospital where a lot of trans kids get care, and and so these people are domestic. Terrorists and and we have lawmakers speaking at their events. Libs of
1: TikTok is the reason why we originally had these book bans starting up in Cobb County. It wasn't because any parent of any child in a Cobb County public school raised any concerns about the graphic novel "Flamer" or "Me and Earl and the Dying Girl." It did not come from Cobb County. It came from libs of TikTok who basically blackmailed Cobb County officials into pulling the books, saying that if they didn't pull the books, they were going to unleash all kinds of hell. Now, I think it's horrifying. And it's, you know, it's, this has been, all these emails have been buoyed and pulled, and this has all been in the paper. I'm not spilling any secrets, right? But it is, it is, it's, it's astonishing to think how naive certain district officials can be to think that they're going to satisfy those people.
0: Because or you- they're going to just be at an event, like just being no, at this event it is, yeah. to me is 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 so. So I'm really curious um, who's going to show up and what's going to go down there. Okay. Um, Terry, you were not there and we really could have used you. I'm Jen sad that I couldn't. And I be there. and our husbands, Lawton and Mike, we went down to town to the WABE politics and pints. And we want to give a shout out to Robin, one of our listeners who came up to Jen and uh, and, and sort of me. She came up Jen. to you
2: too. <laughs> she came up to me because she was she was giving me the business. Remember, she didn't she didn't agree with something I said, which I totally understood her position. But it was just kind of funny. So.
0: We loved it. I mean, she didn't yeah. like what Jen was saying about Joe Biden last week. And um and then it was really funny because Greg Bluestein was there, and I was all excited to talk to him. And he just zeroed in on Jen. It was just like he was trying to get some some background. <laughs> anyway, okay, Terry. This was the name of our team, Rico Suave. Oh, that's good. Do you I get like it? that?
1: Of course, I get it. <laughs> of course, I get it. Racketeering, criminal organizations. Yeah but nobody got it nobody, nobody got, got it, it. No. that's sad I mean, what a sad group y'all were with nobody got Rico. that i think it's
0: brilliant nobody got it Rico Rico's i did want to yeah. i wanted to name it Mara's music mix cuz it was a oh, wabe event yeah. and, you know that, it, yeah. but but we voted against it but we were in the lead uh jen the was lead. like... I, I, let me tell you jen you did so well the first time and lawton too and mike i mean i don't think i contributed that much <laughs>
1: to be honest. oh i it's... wish i had been there and chris chris would have helped he's good at that kind of
2: thing oh yeah oh yeah we we would have with you and chris no way we would have i mean we would have just dominated what was the question that got y'all out well, well so, <sighs> towards the end explain it jen so we have four rounds, right? And then isn't that it? And then yeah, there's there a bonus rounds. round. Yes, yes. So we add up the four rounds. We got one question wrong, and we were the only team that had only gotten one question wrong. So we go into the bonus round, and the bonus round is like four questions, which is an audio, and they play of, of a speaker and you're supposed to identify the speaker, uh, kind of the context, um, the year within a year. So you can even get it wrong one year on both sides, right? And kind of the location. And so we got all of them right, except for one. And we got the speaker right, but we didn't get the context in the year. And um, so we were like, we're in pretty good position, right? At least to be like in third place or whatever we just got annihilated like we didn't even like <laughs> like there were like everybody tied for like second or third place and then apparently that one little thing completely took us out uh it yeah there was oh, something
0: a little weird a little going hanky. on that's a that's little, a little hanky. Binky. well
2: who was the speaker what was the speech It was so, john
0: lewis john okay. lewis
2: was the speaker so we were going back and forth in our group between mm-hmm. when he spoke at the 50th anniversary of of Selma, right? Mm -hmm. Or at the original March on Washington.
0: Oh. Yeah.
2: So we went with Selma thinking we were being all tricky tricky. You know, no, Mm -hmm. it was the original March on Washington.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we lost with a blaze of glory. We were
1: Blaze. Like (sighs) (sighs) Rico Glory. No, that's a really good team name too.
0: Well, yeah. we were also, create, we had to giggle because there was a whole section of trivia questions about the, the Fulton County DA Rico case. And we're like, oh, oh my God, maybe Jen is no, going to be a question. You said, this. This.
1: <laughs> you said that. I said, no way, no. Way. That would have been pretty great though. Or just like, like yeah, like name five people who went in to testify testified before the, just any five and you could have been one of
0: those five. It would have been great.
2: There were some really tough questions. Like, the only reason I knew them is because I spent five years in the state senate. See if
0: Terry Terry knows the, the one that was hard. What's
1: our state motto, Terry?
0: Wisdom, justice, moderation.
1: It's right there on the flag and the seal and everywhere.
0: Well, because they had all the multiple choice of like you had to pick four out of the five, where they
2: say which one is not, and one right. of them, oh, that was, was it. One of them was like, uh, you know, freedom. So everybody thought freedom absolutely. So people no, kept saying, <laughs> people kept saying, definitely not wisdom, definitely not oh my moderation. God, how do people not wisdom, justice, moderation. Yes, and even I wrote it down, and like <laughs> even within our team, like Mike was like are you sure? Like, I was like, what is the justice moderation? Come on guys. And they were like, uh that doesn't sound right no but I we trusted like, jen yes.
0: we trusted jen we're like you would know Good. better than us so we're gonna go with that and then yeah. we were we were all cocky we thought we were gonna be walking out of there with our wabe hoodies just yeah. like yeah just, we were like
2: <laughs> we were all cocky we were like yeah we only got one wrong <laughs>
0: yes. Woo! yep no but didn't 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 mm, we, lost. I'm we sorry. lost we lost you had big to a team name We did have a good time. So that's the most important thing. We had a great time. It was fun. I would definitely go again.
2: Yes. And everybody else should go. Like, it was, it was like a fun, it was kind of a fun night. And I, you know, it really was a learning thing. Like, there was a lot of stuff people didn't know, or at least members of their team didn't. Um, And... You know, it was kind of like a civics, kind of civics trivia. So it was kind of fun. Very Yeah, we all,
0: we nerded out in the best, in the best way possible. Okay. Uh, So, and uh, give it up for Raul and Sam. They did a great job from WAB. They really, they, they really stuck it to us. They did.
2: (laughs) We're going (laughs) to come back though. We're going to come back with a vengeance. And next time, Terry's going to be with us, man. That's right. Yeah, that's
1: right. You'll organize like the O enrico that's
0: right yes that's right yes okay oh that's the name of our team name the o enrico that's good um okay what are we raving about this week terry what you got
1: i am raving about decorating for christmas early because it is something that i have decided to do my lights are up outside and i have decorations ready to go up on the inside and I'm doing it for multiple reasons. One is because my son is coming home from college and another friend of mine whose daughter went to college last year was like, it's really awesome when they come home and they have like all the lights and everything is warm because they're so stressed out. I was like, okay. And two, because we are finishing the process of finishing our basement and I've got to put stuff back in storage now in the basement. And I figure if I just put the Christmas trees up, I don't have to store them until January. So I don't have to think about where I'm going to store them until
0: January. So they're going up. It's all going up. That's a lot of pressure for you, Jen.
1: Well,
2: I, I want everybody to note <laughs> that Terry said Christmas trees. Christmas trees. Oh, yes. We've had this
1: conversation on the podcast. Oh, well, no, we before. remember
0: uh, there was this. Is, Terry last year had six. Okay. I bought, yeah, yeah, and I okay. bought a
1: new one because we finished the basement. So now obviously I had to get another one.
2: I'm glad I was in the middle of like election hell and I don't, I didn't know that, right? (laughs) It didn't impact me the way it just impacted me hearing it for the first time. So, um, I too am going to decorate early, but, um, my son Lawton actually loves to decorate and, uh, you know, so I'm getting everything ready so that when he comes in, he can he can help me out and he can kind of be part of it. So that that's but we'll have it all done after, you know, Thanksgiving uh, weekend. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about that. We we are very much Christmas. Folks like that's the holiday. Um And it's not just because my children get everything they want. It's it's just there's something about it. Right. It's like, you know, you you take. You You're already, already, already you raving out.
0: about no. Christmas. Can't, I'm going to rave about Thanksgiving. Can't Thanksgiving have its moment? No. <laughs> oh, wait, Terry, we lost you. Probably because she's got six <laughs> turkeys, oh, I too. My
1: no, I don't have six turkeys. No, I have my pumpkin mug because I put, so I have Christmas dishes, obviously. Uh, and obviously. obviously. And I put my Christmas dishes out after Thanksgiving, but then during the pandemic, Because Thanksgiving is like a big thing with my family. It's a huge family holiday. And pandemic Thanksgiving, I was like, well, it's just going to be the four of us. And we hadn't had a Thanksgiving that was like just immediate family since I was pregnant with my son because he was born on December 8th. So I was too pregnant to travel that Thanksgiving. So during the pandemic, I bought a bunch of turkey dishes and autumn dishes. And then this year, I decided those (laughs) dishes go out the first day of October so that we can fully enjoy the fall season.
0: Yeah. I just, I just, you know, I think it's too soon for Christmas and let Thanksgiving have its moment. I'm going to rave about the uh, geo-targeted ad I got on Instagram for the Baskin Robbins turkey cake, which I had no idea existed. (laughs) And then people were, I, I got it. And I swear Instagram really is, it's so creepy, but it's also great. It just knows how to get me. I'm like, I know this is disgusting but I think I probably have to have it because I'd never seen the the turkey cake have you seen the turkey cake no, oh, I've got a I,
1: nephew with a Thanksgiving birthday. I think he needs to have a turkey cake.
2: <laughs> Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Does it yes.
1: taste like turkey, though, or is it just like vanilla ice? Cream? No, it's vanilla. It's like a, okay. it's like a ice cream
0: cake shaped like a, a turkey.
1: turkey.
2: It's like that stupid show. Is it cake? <laughs> uh, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. And then somebody else gave me a heads up. I'm going to buy it. It's about these. Um, they're apparently they look like fried chicken, but it's ice cream. That's so,
2: disgusting. That's, a-OH! I... Just I see, again,
0: I see it and I immediately want it. So that's what I'm raving about. Weird food that it should not be that way, but yet uh, how Instagram just knows. Like I, I mean, I did that this weekend. We were at a farmer's market. There's like this bakery, and people are lining up for this bread. I'm like, I, I don't know why. I, I got to line up too. And, and the bread wasn't even that great. Anyway, ladies, it's been a pleasure. Slow news week a little bit. I'm sure we'll turn this off, and something crazy will happen. We. We will talk to you next week with more Georgia politics and more Thanksgiving if you all have time. So we're going to check in. If for some reason we take a week off, you know why, but we will definitely be back.